Hello. And welcome. Hi. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> uh, today. Keep, keep are... it on, Jack. No, it's really hot. Ah. Uh, right. Today. Oh, please put it back on. <laughs> we are going <laughs> by. <laughs> no. Ah. Uh, right. That's so right. much better. Pull, pull yourself together. Come on. No. Right. Uh, today we are joined by Tony Merchant. Why do you always say it, Merchant, when you know it ain't? Because every single person who rings me up says, Tony Merchant. <laughs> and, of course, um, our, our vicar today is uh, Painter360. How are you doing? Hello. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm, I'm all good. <laughs> um, you're going to be our minister, our pasture, for this evening. And uh, yeah. Nominated grown-up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And uh, we'll be commencing the marriage later, just before you go. And then oh, hopefully right. the other guys. Uh, we've, got, we've already got a question. Uh, what do we think of the evolution? Which evolution? I, 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 I ain't got a clue. Like. The Mitsubishi. That's the Evo. Well, I'd, I'd rather have that than a Subaru. I'll uh, I'll say that. Happy Christmas, everyone! Yep. Jack made us wear silly hats. Except painless, because yeah, he doesn't come on camera. No, I don't, and, and also I didn't get the memo. <laughs> no, it's fine. He's Christmas up his hands, but we can't see them. No, they're covered in tinsel. <laughs> uh. Right, so uh, yeah, what what's in your stocking uh, this Christmas, Painless? Um, well, hopefully, Mrs. Painless, but that's another story. But um, <laughs> hey, um, well, at the moment we're we're kind of just coming to the end of all the stuff for December and starting to do videos for January, and it's been really weird actually putting 2017's date on stuff before we get there. Um, but we've been playing a lot with that brain. Uh, FPV RE1 flight controller, you know the F4 based one. Mm. Yeah, that's turning out to be pretty good. Have you have you seen that stuff, Tony? Is that for the um, micro stuff? No, it's that's uh, the B. Oh yeah, yeah. B yeah, it, it's yeah, uh, the the Brain FPV RE1's an F4 based flight controller, but it's a bit funky. It's not just like a an F3 on steroids. It actually has its own image for drone in and beta flight. And the image for beta flight also includes a vector-based on-screen display. So do you know when you, you first tried a Minim OSD and before you plugged it in or you saw your first video, you really wanted it to be like the cockpit of a fighter plane like Top Gun? Yeah. And when you tried your Minim OSD, it really, really wasn't. Yeah. Uh, this actually is. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. So, And it also does some cool stuff like... If you you can also do you can do all your settings like you can with a minimum OSD you know change your PIDs and all that jazz, but you can also have a live spectrum analyzer going when you're flying and it shows you all the vibrations and harmonics in real time on a graph because it's all vector based as you're flying. So if you want to know where you need to set your notch filter for beta flight, you just go and fly and then watch your FPV stuff and see where you have the problem and then set your notch filter. That sounds pretty cool. I'd like to do PIDs on the on the 
on the fly as well. I went I went out for pit tuning today and I made it worse and come home all angry. <laughs> Did you write down where you started? <laughs> I just need to go backwards a bit. I'm getting uh, oscillations on turns on race flight. Oh, your race flight. Okay. Wow. Right. The raggedy Traitor. I know. Sorry. Now we're going to close this open software. No. No, none of that. I um I made the mistake of asking Von Quad. He's got one of the creators of Race Flight on his show, and I was like, "Why do we have to join a cult in order to download the the hex?" <laughs> so uh, I think I think there's a picture of me on the wall with like no <laughs> like on there, you know, and they'll 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 throw a broken prop at me and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. I don't I don't get it. I really don't. I I think D shot on Kiss flies better. And at least Boris has got something to do with that. So Tony, that's, that's what's, my... what's the attraction of race flight for you then? Why why have you why have you having a crack with that? Um, I just wanted a change really, and um, there's a few things on there like non. You don't have to set minimum throttle and uh, things like that. So it just makes it look. It looks like it's going to be easier when it's, it's finalised. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's not finalised yet. No, it's not. We were talking to somebody about getting some boards in that were race flight only uh, to have a look at. And then when I started delving into the software, I started to get nervous really quickly. Because, of course, if we do a video on it, setting it up, and it's on a pre-release version of the software, I yeah. can pretty much guarantee that it'll be out of date when the when the proper release comes out. So we've kind of held off doing anything with race flight until end of January, kind of February time. Because that's when everyone thinks, or is telling me at the moment, that it'll be stable. But your guess is probably as good as mine. No, oh, no, it's it feels really good when when I'm flying it. It felt it felt great on stock, but I tried <laughs> I tried adjusting things and it went wrong. <laughs> you tried well, to push, you tried to push it, Tony, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's it's only on my turns. It flies really. I put I up the P quite a lot, um, and it flies it flies better, more locked in, but. Um, when I turn, I get really bad oscillations. Is it on the really aggressive turns or quite smooth uh, ones? On the aggressive ones, on the smooth ones, it's fine. Like, so it's like nice, a D thing. Nice slow swoopy turns are fine, but it's just when I turn really sharp, it it holds its um, angles. I know it's not eye. Yeah. It just flutters on the way down, and and it actually. Well, does it drop a bit? Or that might be me. It just it fl it flutters. You see, that sounds like D game, doesn't it? When you do aggressive yeah. stops and stuff, it does a bit. Well, I, I did pl start playing with the D, but then D, you can muck muck about and start mucking up your motors and thing, and making it run hot and yeah. stuff like that. So I need more time. It got dark quick. It was wet. I was my I was sitting on a wet bench. You know, it was over there so speaking of darkness actually cameras have either of you played with any of the night stuff from run cam oh i want one no i've got a night eagle and um i've so far it hasn't uh my my place just yet but i'm really impressed with it uh had all the lights off and you can kind of see i think i need to adjust my contrast and uh, I got my remote control, some like my TV and stuff like that. 
and was like pressing the buttons and you can actually see the uh, the uh, infrared um pattern of uh, you know of the led flashing to get the signal to the device yeah. which is really crazy oh actually on the camera yeah so you 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 watch the screen and you'll press the button the, of the remote of your tv and you can see it like flash uh i don't recommend it for anyone who's got epilepsy but it is kind of cool to see that's how i normally check my batteries in my remote with my mobile phone i yeah. turn, the, turn the camera on and shine it at the remote to make sure i can see it flicking on and off yeah but jack are you talking about looking at it like tony's talking about or using the led at the end of your remote to kind of illuminate the room so you can see it it does it does both it looks like wow. a strobe light yeah wow. you've got like a little weird pattern Pretty kind cool. of like eye shape and yeah you, you can see it flash onto onto things yep i'm excited so about that we've got one here and i haven't got round to testing it up because I've, I've, I've we got one of those you know those infrared flashlight um things from mm. the drone show um and i just I, i'm just worried i'm gonna get arrested if people see me running around in the middle of the field with all this the, the, this kind of night vision electronic stuff yeah i know because is it legal to fly at night without you know <sighs> i ain't got a clue yeah, I don't know what you'd do to find out about that. Because, like... The CAA should be able to tell us that, shouldn't they? Next time we talk, one of us talks to them. As long as you've got a green light on the right and a red light on the left, isn't it? Or is it the other way? <laughs> oh, you mean the navigator <laughs> strobe on the tail? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's, all, maybe that's all we need. That's um, it. All right. Uh, speaking speaking about the um, CAA, uh, who here has um, been asked by people about the the drone pilot license that apparently we're all going to have to take? I've read about it, but I haven't been asked about it. <laughs> I have been asked about it today by people. Yeah. So, uh, and also I have a little link by the Smart Survey um, from the hang on copy link andrew posted it up in the private pre-press let's drone out show um unlocking the uk's high-tech econo economy uh, uh consultation on the safe use of drones in the uk so apparently the bbc uh dom earlier on this morning i believe got a bbc radio interview about um about it and um yeah so they're looking to make pilots uh take take a test for you know to be able to fly uh for fly what, drones for what reason but well for safety because the i know isis aren't going to take the safety test are they I, well you don't have to target just isis you know there's okay. other i, I was going to say tony you've, you've gone you've gone straight to the bottom there haven't you You're, there's probably a lot of other people around who get drones yeah. who get drones for christmas who will fly responsibly that are, that probably aren't also going to build up um you know a bomb out of diesel bar barrels and park it outside the local tesco <laughs> I, I know uh, anyway they're 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 working on the technology of unmanned um lorries really you know they, they're kind of they're getting to drones i think unmanned lorries um can kill as well yeah so i think we got bigger fish to fry than drones um so, so just, just taking a step back because we, we're starting to rat hole already the the question yeah, about fine. the 
That's what we do. I've got a question for you. You see, I'm, well, I'm nominated grown up, so hey, it's my job. The the question I've got for you guys is: Do you do you honestly think if they bring in some kind of test that we all have to go and do, you know turn up at a field and fly and be able to hover it for a minute within a meter square or whatever? Do you honestly think that's going to make drones safer in the UK? it's not. No. No, no, it's, it's not, not. Not at all, really. <laughs> it's, it, no, it's not. At all. <laughs> and I think everyone's kind of missed the point that the people who will actually go and do the test are not the people who, who, who are potentially going to cause the problem in the first place. Exactly. I know, it's all stupid, isn't it? Ridiculous, really. Where are the girls? Uh, hang on. Um, I haven't flown with the one on the show yet, but tests outside are awesome. Um uh it's illegal as long as you can see the qu qu uh, quad it's legal as long as you can see the quads i.e led lights and apparently paragliders don't have to have a license i look the the thing that makes me kind of go oh what is a all it does is cost us money the people yeah. who like do it anyway you know are responsible yeah, yeah. And, and legitimate um that that irritates me because like if it isn't bad enough that you know we spend money on components and like you, you know have to drive out in the middle of nowhere and you know like try not to injure people and we're paying um the public liability insurance and you know and then you just add a test to us is the test going to be renewable are they just tapping us for money how hard is the test going to be and how does that affect newbies in in the hobby how how do you go Mm, I'm interested in this hobby. Uh, I'm going to try it out for a bit and then realize mm, it's not really for me. If you've got to instantly do a test, how how are you going to how are you going to practice in order to pass the test? Maybe that's the plan. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for a intelligence test. Do you know what I mean? Like an IQ test, like in you know, like you know, like with questions like. Do you think where should you store your lipo batteries in a fire safe bag, in your mouth, <laughs> in, in your cooker, in your with your small bag. child? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, stuff like that. You know, like unbelievable. Like you know, newbies, bless them. We've all been there. Have got new and innovative ways to like screw things up, and I'll give I'll give them that. But like. I, I don't know. It's not. It's not common knowledge. I mean, what? What next? Do we? Uh, you know, is it going to be like driving tests where we've got to hire a professional? Is like, is as. I don't know. Are the, are the people like what is it? Drone school? Are they? Are they? Are, are they got in with the government? Is it just a a sort of, you know, like are we going to be there like learning like GPS modes and that? You know, do you, does does does. Does Tony get a minus point for always having a, a throttle that's open constantly? Because, like, I don't know how many people know about Tony, but Tony flies mode two, right? And Tony's throttle is sprung like his his pitch. So his, his throttle always wants to stay just around about mid. Now, he, is, he thinks it's because... He got he grew up, you know, with DJI, and he likes a sprung throttle. Like this guy runs, he flies Acro, full on 
rate mode, like, you know, like no stabilization. You're lucky if he's figuring out how to turn the gyro on, right? But essentially, Tony has got a brick on his accelerator. Like, if he lets go, his quad's just off completely. It's nice, Where... nice having that because, like, you know, when you get an itch, <laughs> you like to just let oh. go and scratch it. <laughs> but then so, he's not in control. So, what we're saying so, is, is if, if we see Tony's quad take off towards the bottom of the field, then he might have had a stroke. Is that what we're saying? Well, yeah, basically. Right. But I would just like to see the examiner. You know, if there is a test, my enjoyment, the only reason I'm not going to complain that much is I want to be present during Tony's test. Tony can't fly line of sight. I'm not that yes, good I either. I can now. I've had practice. Okay. Tony can fly line of sight-ish. And then the other one is he's going to take one look at Tony's setup and go, no. <laughs> you know, like, also, like, what, what are we going to be testing on? Are they going to, like, are they going to have to... Does, has anyone done the uh, BNUC test? Because, like, I've heard rumours that you have to have... Um, you have to have, a, like, registered, passable... Um, quadcopter you know in order to do it and if you like if you haven't got the the ce marks on stuff it has to be tested so like if you weatherman and no maps and loads of stuff yeah like how much are we going to be how much is this going to be relevant for a race quad is it just going to be an absolute you know how much is it going to cost I think we've got to wait to find out, haven't we? I mean, I did, I did my um, amateur radio license thing back in the days when somebody told me that if I got it, I could use higher-powered uh, FPV equipment, and that's not actually true because the uh, yeah. radio stuff only covers ground-based transmission. So you know what? It doesn't help at all. But that was quite an interesting thing because that was like a weekend. You went along. You actually told some common sense, went through like a little workbook, and at the end of it, you had to, to do an exam. But I'd imagine that there'd also have to be some kind of practical for a quadcopter thing. I mean, I, I know most of the people that I um, fly with who are still learning would struggle to do even the most, you know, like hovering a one-meter box for two minutes. You know, a lot, of, a lot of the people who are new to quadcopters would bloody struggle with that, unless you've got something like a really expensive high-end DJI GPS-assisted mode, you know, altitude, blah, blah, blah. Um, for the rest of us who are just using line of sight and careful throttle management, that's, you know, that, that takes months of practice to be able to do. So are you allowed to fly and get that level of proficiency before you did the test? Or, you know, like Tony was saying, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how it, works, how it all works out. But it's not, you know, I don't think it's fundamentally going to change the safety of the hobby in the UK because the people who are going to abuse uh, the quads and do daft things with them aren't going to be the ones taking the test. Oh, it's, it's nuts, isn't it? Like you know, it's like why, why, why stop there? You know, um, are, you know, are they gonna you're gonna have to register your your aircraft. What happens if you want to sell it? Uh, I I don't know. It's just it's such a strange concept because it's not like what happens. Are, are you gonna need to like show your license in order to buy a DJI Phantom? at the store and then is that going to then push it black market where someone will buy one and then sell it to someone who hasn't got a license for more money because they don't want to get the license because well, they, they know that they're going to do something naughty with it 
Well, even if it's in the UK, it doesn't stop somebody going on a Banggood or a Gearbest or one of those boys and just ordering a quad. That Those won't care whether or not you've got an appropriate license. They'll just assume that you'll do the right thing when you get it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's, I mean, we do need a little bit more regulation, um, but unfortunately, I don't think that's going to help. Yeah. What do you think we need more regulation in? just to try and stop some of the silliness because the problem is is that if you look at what's happened in america with the 250 gram limit um i don't think we need to go that far but at the moment with the stuff that we've got there's lots of people who are still doing things that are getting uh reported i mean how many incidents is it with people flying near aircraft um mm. you know all, all that there needs to be a little bit more control around that and penalties um but it's kind of how how do you enforce that and how do you make sure the right people are getting getting the getting the message i because i I, re, I wouldn't say more regulation i would say more education if anything do you know what i mean i'm i'm like i'm like do you know what like we don't need a test you know we could just show up somewhere and that you know like watch this presentation or something or fill out a little survey little question thing that observes like you get a login you log in they show you the information you tick through it and then you apparently have done it yep you know um i thought it was plastic bags near aircraft there's no real i mean don brought up an interesting point um just keep uh hbi guy says leave the reg uh, regulations just kick the ass of the people that do that stupid shit um dom Dom said, like, uh, there's a, a lot of these um, reports by pilots of uh, pilots in the uh, Pilots Association, and they're worried about the. He he believes that maybe a chance is that they're worried about getting, um, you know, a replaced by um, unmanned aircraft, and like, you know, their their job's going to be taken over by you know by the technology that we're using eventually. So you know, they they kind of you know they're, they're calling a yellow car you know if they see it then it's then you know it's a, a yellow car and they're calling it out you know it could be a plastic bag or a ufo if uh, tony's got his tin four hat on There's always um, out there. you know but tony's not really worried about what the pilots say anyway because apparently they just spend their time flying in in a circle anyway so because like apparently the earth's flat so like you know we don't actually travel anywhere you know and, and the sun's on a bit of a string and lizard people are in charge um so yeah <laughs> how is that chip on your brain anyway tony can't hear you anymore <laughs> um I, I i i don't know man i just i i, th I think i think the caa is doing a good job of regulating us anyway do you yeah, know what i mean i think it's all i think, I think they are i think also I, th I think the the, pro the problem is is that if if the common sense rules that we're all supposed to uh, um, adhere to don't work, then they will be forced to take action and do something a bit tougher. And that's that's the thing that I'm always worried about. And the problem is at the moment is drones seem to be one of those things that if something goes wrong, drones seem to be like the scapegoat. So if yeah. a pilot, you know, if a pilot sees something white whizzing across his nose as he comes into land. Um, it's immediately reported as a as a as a drone, even if it turns out to be you know a, a carrier bag from the local spa. 
Um, and, and, and the problem is, is that all the, the, the fact that it's a drone's heavily reported, but the fact that they subsequently realize it was a Tesco bag from Spa um, isn't as widely talked about. And you've and you got people jumping on the bandwagon, you know, talking when it's on the radio, talking about how ever many hundred incidents, whatever an incident is. Um, and it just the more it goes along, the more or the harder it is for the for the leg regulatory authorities to ignore it isn't it that's the, that's the problem that we've got yeah i mean tony's a walking incident just ask him about when he put up his um his fence so uh, <laughs> it just cost me 500 pounds and then and then he's oh, like the did you did you make 500 pounds out of a fence me and my brother went through the gas mains <laughs> that'll do it and then yeah. and then like later on uh, unrelated i'm chatting to him in the car and stuff and he, he was like i uh, you know i had a house you know with x amount of rooms and stuff and my gas bill was cheaper and then i was like you do realize you used a load of gas by piercing a hole in the in in the hose you know you're still metered for that yeah it's just oh. it wasn't coming out that fast jack yeah i know but they're still going to put it up your bill but if you build your own drone you know the regulations mm, yeah maybe I, I think you i think you'll have i think you have like mechanical sympathy for your quad and an understanding of how how it works but you know you don't necessarily know you know because like out in the flying field you know you you know that you know i, I the weird thing is I, I can injure tony because he's under my control because i'm married to him and um you know? if i hit some some other stranger then that's not good you know what i mean so i think it's going back to your point i think you're absolutely right about the education thing jack i think that is yeah some, I, I think it's probably our duty to help new pilots coming in figure out what responsible flying yeah. looks and feels like there's no there's no penultimate video for like i'm a newbie and this is this is what i want to go into because you have to like you have to just divide it into sub categories you'd almost have to have like uh, like a little bit of an advert of like this is a drone are you interested in getting into drones and this is how you do it step by step by step and that will change between like like people go i i get a lot of this like oh, i really want to get into drones and then the first question i have to ask is what do you want to do with it do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, is it is it for photography? Are you going to race it? Uh, are you just going to look at it? You know, uh, are you going to use it as a blender? Um, do you want to entangle it in your girlfriend's hair? Um, We're still talking you know, about drones, yeah? Yeah, yeah totally. Well, right. Brad has had an incident where he flew it into his his missus's hair, <laughs> and uh, I've never I have never seen a woman with laser vision before till that day where she literally burnt a hole in his face <laughs> through sheer anger shout out to nikki um poor, poor poor girl uh but yeah it's i think that you know like with with the whole gps like for instance like with a race quad you'd be like this is what you do you can't build it you know don't build it too fast don't fly it near people have respect if a pony comes round yeah don't use more than 25 milliwatt ftp v transmitter because you won't be able to use it in competition yeah this there's, there's so much it, there's so much to cover do you know what i mean it's like what what do you do you know like do you you know like brand new newbie i i would say like 
go buy like a little mini Hudson, learn yeah. like the basics of what the sticks do, you know, in your house. This is a battery. It's made up of cells. There's three of these stacked together. Then you then you have to learn electronics. Uh, you have to learn your pilot skill. You have to learn your electronics. Then you're learning where you can and can't fly. Then you you know you're you're learning like you know how how the weather affects you. Uh, you know loads of loads of different stuff. How to how to charge batteries and it's all there's so much to take on and it's 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 very understandable why it can sort of like be overwhelming, you know, and then you, you think you know everything and you don't. I mean, I still don't know everything. Well, that's the cool thing about the hobby. Everything moves so fast is at the moment you think you've got a handle on it. Somebody comes out with some new piece of technology and you've got to get and got to get your head around it. But I think, yeah. I think you, you, you know, I always say to everybody that, that comes to me and says, Oh, I want to get a quadcopter. What should I buy? And if the answer, you know, if you ever flown before and if the answer is no, then I absolutely do the same. I usually, the Hubsan X4 has been the one that I've always said to everyone, have a go with that. Because if you buy one of them for, what, 30 quid or whatever it is, and uh, it bores you to tears within two hours, then it's yeah. probably not the hobby for you. There's no point going out and buying a, I don't know, a Hollybro X1 or, a, you know, an X Jaguar or one of these ready-to-fly racing machines. Because if you can't, you know what it's like. I mean, sure, you've seen pilots as well that spend a load of money, get into it, and they just they, they don't get grabbed in the same way as other people do. It's like any hobby, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I remember when I first bought my my Hubson, I, like, you know, I had, like, immediate, like, buyer's regret because it wasn't really what, you know, what I, I wanted it for. You know, like... Only now, from this is my little segue, like I'm flying like iNav, um, have I like remembered what it was about, which was like what initially why I got in there. Whereas, like, I wanted to fly, explore, and you know, like work with the the technology. And that's that's so glad you've brought up iNav because I did want to talk to you about that. Yeah, so. You know, I mean, we, me and Tony had a, a 27 minute flight. Um, it was a good laugh. Uh, you know, I'm starting to trust that quad more and more. Um, I love that quad. I don't think we should use it as bonfire night material anymore. I really like it. I get, I get a lot of jokes. You know what I mean? I, I, is this I, the wooden one? Is that yeah? What yeah this is poo copter. We we call it poo copter or or bonfire. I mean, copter. yeah, kindling. The kindling copter as well. Like you know, I had some hipsters who were smoking weed at um, uh, uh, oh god, where where is it? Preston Park, and they were like, "Wow, you made that out of rubbish," and I was like, <laughs> "They're right," you know, <laughs> yeah, like you know, but you know, right, and it's, it's all like the most expensive. man, that's like better than um, any of the DJI stuff, isn't it? <laughs> I know. There's, uh, there's, there's two, four can do that. There's there's two things that I really love about. Well, there actually is. I'd say three. This is about the hobby, and and the number one thing is annoying DJI owners. You know, like the the there's two methods for annoying DJI owners. Is uh, if you've got your mini race quad. You give them your spare set of goggles, and you're like, "Check this out!" And you fly like a mental person. They're like, "Holy, holy Christ!" And they think you're a pilot from Top Gun, and they're like, "I've literally bought a camera attached to a balloon." 
and it flies like a bus you know so they feel a bit of devastation the next way to really annoy them is build exactly what they have out of wood <laughs> for no money from parts found on your floor i mean the escs haven't got heat shrink on them it's electrical tape <laughs> do you know what I, like the the camera is like cheap everything's like gray and pink that's yeah. the two colors it's like flying through an original game boy <laughs> camera <laughs> it's horrendous i mean the G- gpa a lump of wood do you know what i mean and then there's there's tabs there's more cable ties than any sm uh snm uh session that i've ever known of um shout out to matt hillier um Kinky little bugger like you know there's just like a mass of wires and there's a fossil stuff strap and you know like it's just it's so bad i haven't even balanced the props it's horrendous anything over three quarter throttle it is like a battery operated sex aid jack can i just say that is very nostalgic watching you uh hold that because that's what we were all flying two and a half three years ago yeah. we thought that was red hot yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still, I know. You know what, and it worked really well. So go on then. What's what's been your experience with iNav on that thing? Because that what was that an SP three in the middle of it? Yeah, genuine SPF three, sixty quid from Dominic Clifton. Um, Hello to Dominic. Yep, uh, Mister Clean Fly. Um, you you got a choice. You either come on the show or I will. Um, <laughs> You'll start promoting clones. <laughs> yeah, I'll start. Yeah, start. Prom- yeah, I know. Yeah, um, I'll steal Laura and uh, yeah, take take her flying. You won't like that. Jack's got woods. Yeah, very clever. Um, <laughs> you should see how high it goes. We we did that um, and use the return to home without calibration. Yeah, that's that's what we did. So I've done the whole fly it, uh, flip it in in acro, try and totally mess up the GPS. I and it still returned to home. I flew really high, um, you know, uh, achieved like a really high maximum point and it just flies back at what level it, it came at, home at. Um, what else did it did it do? Um, I haven't calibrated the ACC properly. So when you go into level mode, it's tilted to the left slightly. <laughs> yeah. um, all the props are unbalanced. I got it, terrible vibration. It keeps you on your toes though, doesn't it? it's it's horrendous it is horrendous it it flies like a fiesta that's been in a category category d right off yeah cat d like you know it's it does fly for 27 (laughs) minutes yeah with the and it's a good laugh like you know and i i'm there and i'm like hovering it into the barn of of um of uh like um hidden valley and like using it to explore and it was you know it really sort of like reminds me of the old flight test days you know it's not you know like it's not about speed it's about like buggering off and if you lose it being like can i be even bothered to go pick it up it's biodegradable (laughs) (laughs) some hedgehog will make a lovely home out of that so using your on using the magnetometer on board the flight controller you haven't done any wackiness externally or any of that jazz no no i have not it's just the straight normal one admittedly i've moved it about about two and a half centimeters away from the actually three because the bottom plates the the power distribution board on that so it's a good three centimeters at least from 
power distribution board and i've got you know i've, I've got the micro minimum osd running on the top plate that does have a little bit of noise line with it but yeah all in all i'm very impressed with inav and i was i was shocked to hear uh trappy uh say that he uses inav on his wings and i i messaged that to chris iforce 2d and he was he was very interested in it because you were saying about the um the differences on how the gps works between uh flying wings and uh quads where the the wing will use tri triangulation it will get close to a satellite and then turn and then go to the next satellite well, then the, turn when it gets yeah the cool thing with with um, any fixed wing of course is that you don't have to try and figure out which way you're flying because you're always if you're flying for well either flying forward or you're not flying so any you know the direction that you're going in is always going to be where the nose is so you don't need the compass at all which is kind of a bit funky but we're, we're just about started playing with it in here i'm really excited that you've got it flying even in that you know the wooden copter you can of say death. It. say it it's poo copter okay even you got it working in poo copter <laughs> if i can if i can stick it in a nice frame and stuff in here and replace yeah. something like clean flight with inav and stick a gps on it just like we used to with the because the thing is i've added gps's to loads of flight controllers but the only thing i could bloody do with it was have the gps coordinates on the on-screen display which is nice but that's not mm. really the point. I'd, it sounds like we've almost got what we had back in 8-bit multi-wee days, which I'm excited about because I love that. Yeah, I, I, it, it worked really well. I remember seeing that and just being like, wow. you know, for, And that's an 8-bit controller, that multi-wee flip. That's, it's crazy. You know, I was like, how the hell? You know, I don't believe in GPS, don't you? Yeah, I know. The Earth's flat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if you leave it long enough, it will fly to the edge and hit the membrane. I know. Fuck's sake. Um, uh, yeah, but I, I, you know, like I'm, I'm, I am thoroughly impressed with it. I've, I've got to, I've got to give it to you. Is it cheap? Like, is it dear? Is it how much is it? Yeah, I know. I bit. The only, the only thing I am like mentioning earlier on that i'm considering testing it on is i, I might have to go get a clone board and see whether that makes any difference because i've got a genuine clean flight board i wonder if any of the components you know slight a slightly cheaper compass or a magnetometer you know and um a, a cheaper barometer would make any difference how expensive is the iron have compared to buying a um DJI setup. I, I'm, it's hard. You, can, you know you can buy just the flight controller and the GPS. Part. Yeah, I mean my flight controller when it was new was sixty quid, and it's just sat on you know in my drawer for ages. And then you're looking at, I think the GPS was about twenty pounds. Yeah, and... 20, 25 quid for the GPS. The, an, an STM thirty two F three based flight controller for what thirty forty quid tops. Yeah. Yeah, is this a genuine one? Well, it's not. Well, t it depends which ones you're talking about because everybody's got STM32 F3 based flight controllers, haven't they? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what would be the best board to do it with, like a genuine non-clone board. You know, because you you were talking about the F1 being like really obsolete and just. Nah. Well, I think, I think anything with an F1 with iNav is probably is not going to be a great option just because it'll run out of horsepower. Mm. Yeah, so I I don't know. Like I just 
I, I'm I'm enjoying it anyway. But um, yeah, I've 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 been deliberately trying to uh, trying to mess it up, and you know, not having much success really. Man, um, I, I'm sure I'll find no, a way. I even let Tony have a go. So and Tony's really good at breaking stuff. <laughs> That's because he's used to the throttle, mate. That's all that is. It's just you know, yeah. yeah. If it's not sprung, then I can't fly it. That's not his fault. That's what he's learning on. It is. He's giving away um, my trade secrets now. <laughs> I know. That's so, so, brick on so bottom line then, Jack, I now tick at the moment. So because um, we're just about to throw a board in a machine and start flashing and, and playing with the GPS stuff. So I'm getting excited about this now. You've uh, you've given me a real. Because the thing is, you don't see a lot of stuff in, uh, about iNav in the forums and things, do you? It's kind of the, um, it's always the, mm. always the bridesmaid, never the bride when people talk about clean, clean flight forks. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, like equally, I'm kind of sad that like, you know, clean flight, I mean, you know, Dom's spent a lot of time working on that, that new board and he's got like the nice new, you know, be, you know, ability to turn the, um, uh, the VTX off with a switch on the Tyrannus and stuff like that, and he, he's come up with a new board. But it's just everything's just taking ages to like update on there, you know, implement new new things on there. Yeah, and um, I, I just yeah, it's, it, you know, it's such a shame when the the GPS did did break. I mean, admittedly, you're limited by two two different uh, GPS parks, which sucks. What you, you know, you blocks yours on painless. Uh, I'm probably just going to see what's in the spares bin because you can set pretty much anything, any NMEA or U blocks GPS is going to work. Series eight or series nine is probably best. Well, I mean, we've got really old, crappy series six and series seven stuff still kicking around that I used to use all the time really successfully with multiway. And I've still got all, all that, you know, every time we got a new flight controller, it'd be like, oh, bloody, I want, am I going to put this on now? So I'd take a multi-wee off something and stick a new flight controller on that. So I've got all these GPSs around. So I might see if I can get some of the slightly older stuff working because so long as you've got a half reasonable lock, I mean, that would be a bit of a test, wouldn't it? See if something like a um, a Neo Sirius. 7, yeah, a Neo 7 or one of the old serious ones, or the 6Ms or one of those guys would work with it. Should do in theory. Oh, I'd like to see like four M. Yeah, I th I think that's my next my next venture really. Yeah, because you can't uh, really fly wings, can you, Jack? So it might help you. I I've got issues. I've actually killed a tech sumo. Why? Oh, Last time I spoke to you, it was all going tickety boo, and you were having a whale of a time. What have you done? Uh, a few VTX problems, basically. Um, yeah, Wait, just... bl it blames it on VTX. <laughs> well, it's a bit difficult to fly when you can't see. So, yeah. <laughs> what, did it just, uh, just crap out on you and then it was a bit of a... Yeah. ...with the ground? It was in, yeah, been, pretty much. Been, so I might... been in half about four times. <laughs> oh, mate. Like, more than that. Like, it's been in half more, more times than that. So, oh, it's not good. Hot, hot glue and tape are wonderful things, Jack. A, a mate of mine, I'm sure, was 75% hot glue by the time he finally retired it. It was it weighed about two kilograms. Yeah. <laughs> it gets heavier and heavier. Mine did start to feel a bit like a manhole cover. 
Fine. I'd like a green Christmas. Dazzle, you're a naughty boy. Um, yeah, what what are you looking forward to next year in, in flying? It's stuff that you can talk about. Uh, at the moment, we're playing a lot with FPV sims, actually. Uh, mm. And they seem to be getting an awful lot better. My flying isn't. <laughs> but oh. but um but i'm hoping that that we'll be able to start some videos on that soon that they've been really good i'd love to get it to find one that's got a really good online mode that we could all get onto and race virtually even if we couldn't get together and race physically yeah. um yeah that'll that'll, that'll be fun that'll be cool uh, hopefully i've got i've got one lined up so we need to do a little bit more testing the thing is they're evolving so quickly is every time i go back to the manufacturer and say all right thanks very much uh what are you doing with this they go oh, oh, oh we're about to do an update on that don't do that yet so um so what the one i really like that they're about to release a major update so we're kind of hanging on for that the other thing we've got we've got some stuff coming from trappy so those guys have got some cool stuff coming out um uh, so we'll be playing with the, the the new TBS race timer. Have you seen that? Mm. Yep, I've seen it, that. I've seen how expensive it is. I haven't said how much is it because we, we we're getting a, a pre prod sample to have a look at. I think it was about a thousand quid, wasn't it? No, no, no that's I mean... not the one I'm talking. The the one I'm talking about looks like a, you know like the Neuralizer from Men in Black, but a fat one of them with five oh. lights on the bottom. See, um, he's got the full race um system which looks like a little brick with loads of usb ports yeah. on the back i think that's the one you're talking about yeah, yeah. um and then they got this little thing which connects to your like android android phone or um your oh, apple like phone pocket what's one what's been just been released yeah it's just yeah, with a little antenna that's yeah. it you, you just stick it by the gate and as your quad goes past basically it knows who's transmitting on what frequent fpv frequency and it kind of uses the fpv frequency to time the laps um, yeah. and then that all goes back to to the app, app to keep your lap times done we're, we're going to play that sounds really exciting that does sound good because it's better than uh unsoldering your quad ready for race day putting a finding your five volt in to put your timer on and all that rubbish yeah or turning up and finding that they're using a different system or, yeah i hated all that <laughs> trying to find somewhere to put yeah, it what side of the gate is it going to be on left or right oh, all that rubbish all that chance. i know and then half the time it doesn't read anyway yeah and then you have to fly through exactly the same gate to get yeah. it to oh man and you can't you have to fly through level not 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 on a not on a, an angle because i flew through an angle at the nationals and it didn't weren't counting so we'll we'll see what this the, how this one actually works. It sounds like it's got a little bit of um, of black magic in it and voodoo. So I need to figure out how it. I've actually got the the guy's name at TBS. So when it's here, I can figure out what it actually does and tell you. Um, does it only? Does it just count one quad or, or, or no eight eight quads or whatever? I, 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 from what I understand, Tony and caveat, um, you know, uh, it's something trap. And I would talk about very quickly. Um, it looks like you basically tell it which. Uh, channels and frequencies everybody's on and assign the name of the pilot to that channel and frequency and then as that channel and frequency goes past and it detects the peak that's the point it measures the lap um, and, it, and it then pushes that to the app and the app's the thing that then says oh right that's channel f7 is tony so here's his lap time 
So that sounds good. We we could have a massive TV in the field as well. We, you know, we're going to do that now, don't you? We're going to have a big TV in the field this summer. Bradders, Bradders will reverse his van up. There'll be a TV in the back with all our race information on there. Is oh pimp, my God. Is pimp my van, pimp my ride still going? Because what you want is somebody to pimp a van, don't you? With the doors yeah. that open at the back and big screens come out with the yeah. subwoofers. That's what yeah. you need. I know. I knew this like IT guy called like Nick, um, and uh, he he had like a he bought like a little TV with him, little analog TV, and he was running it off battery power, and it's really it was awesome because he would hold it out in front of you, and you'd be watching yourself fly through the TV. So you were FPV at you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it really meta. So yeah, you could see your quad hovering and you were watching your oh, bizarre, really, really bizarre <laughs> through. Yeah. I wish I had it on camera, but I, I didn't. You know, I, I I weren't hitting record. It was really back in the day. I think that was like Mini Air Show 1 that wasn't a Mini Air Show. It was the first time at Hidden Valley. And it was on the line of sight um, thing, you know. And he had, yeah, just had a like, little TV. It was like a 20-odd inch TV with a receiver on it. And it was just really good. He just used to prop it on the ground and, you know, chill. I like that idea. That's very good. We got yeah. the last couple of things then, mate. We'll probably we'll probably goof around with some more cameras. There's loads of new FPV cameras coming out um, that I can't talk about yet, but we'll be getting them here and having to play with those. And there's a couple of new flying gadgets and uh, some new goggles and stuff that we'll be looking at in January, February too that I can't talk about yet. So the the, the start of the year is going as just like the end of last of this year is going to be really busy. Mm. But it just—it's just when you look back on all the stuff that we've done over two over this year, and what we and how the hobbies come on. I can't wait to see what we get up to next year. It never stops, does it? It's just no. It's not slowing down either, is it, Tony? It just—you keep thinking, right? We've reached a plateau. It's gonna, and then then the someone else will have another bit of innovation, and um, you know, I'm I'm with Jack on the not closing the open source stuff too much. Because mm. I think that stifles innovation, but at the moment it just yeah. Every time you think okay, this is getting a bit boring, somebody sends you an email or drops you a line, and, and you and you look at the products and go, oh wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's the stuff that I thought we were thought we were getting that I, that I had to compromise on, and it's kind of coming around now. I'm looking forward to HD, but HD better HD, better than H HD that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because... Soon, maybe next year. Do you reckon next year? Or, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would be crazy. He said he's he's talking to Connex and he's he's uh, something with their antennas, make them a bit smaller and stuff. More so. sensitive. Yeah. Well, did you, did you? What did you guys think of the Connex stuff at the drone show? Because I I was watching some of the racing and trying to follow it on those big screens. Good. It looked they really didn't get good. the Connex working. Uh, yeah. Did they? I don't think they, or did they do one race? I thought I, I don't recall. I've seen it indoors and it looks better than using any analog indoors. Put it that way. I'd rather I, run I, a conic system indoors than an analog indoors. Uh, the only thing I saw was you know the indoor bit. Now and again they would have like a 
a, a quad inside the middle part where the the race cars were because yeah. that was netted off as well and they had they had something running connex there and uh cut a long story short it froze out and the guy crashed and uh you know and that that, that was i was watching it with my buddy dan and um yeah that's that's that was my first impression of it that the screen went green and you know all glitchy and that was it so yeah that's the only thing i don't like with the connex uh, kit we've got here when it when it starts to misbehave you know like in analog you, you get that little bit of snow and the crackling and you think oh i'm pushing it i'll turn around um the, the connex just seems to have a really really thin line of tolerance where it's like oh it's working it's great it's great it's great crap and, and then and then the whole thing like whole blocks freeze um and then uh, and then you've got to try and pray that it's going to come back before you hit the ground and it just i, I just i want more of uh, more of a warning that i'm going to push it because it just seems to go from like full strength to nothing very very quickly uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't know whether it's something i'm doing wrong or it's the antennas but watching the racing at the drone show they seem to have a couple of problems in there as well on the saturday um you know with the interference and the crackling i, I think mind you it was quite a busy there's lots of radios and frequency interference and yeah. i think they were turning off some of the wi-fi at one point on the saturday weren't they yeah it's just i know conics were were, were were supporting it but i just it i just wanted it to have been such a nice thing thing to watch the racing in hd and i came away you know just feeling like it wasn't a great bit of promotion for them no really. it wasn't i don't think and the worst thing is we're all gonna have to buy all new goggles and everything aren't we yeah mm. yeah I, 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 to be fair i'm 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 a big fan of the analog fpv anyway i know it's 640 by 480 we're talking about vga you know back from the bloody 90s when we were computers but um i'm i'm quite happy with that with a really nice camera on a sunny day and with half decent goggles i'm completely immersed i know it's not as nice as hd and you notice when you go back but for me that's still a lovely experience fpv and like that yeah it is but i i really like coming home and editing all my footage from my hd cam but like i'm trying to learn to fly without a hd cam anymore so it's really light and stuff but it'd be nice to have the video footage from a connex that you can record take home and you know it's hd and you haven't had that extra you know a bit of weight or whatever or you go uh, right. so what you mean like a mobius or a run cam or something or a gopro yeah. right yeah so get rid of get, getting rid of that and spending your money on the connex and being able to record the hd racing of the day just through the camera you see now that it's thing it's things like that that i'm i'm sad they didn't put on the the current pro site which you know like an sd card on the transmitter so it yeah. could record locally there's a couple of cool little things they could have done which would have made it so much nicer definitely yeah so what are you looking yeah, forward to next year jack uh i i ain't got a clue like the stuff that i can talk about i don't know i mean um i'm i'm really sort of like grateful for what we've got i'm really grateful for d shot i'm really looking forward to the um night camera um i'm and also i'm looking forward to you know like the um old infrared um floodlight that you've got yeah that that's that's something i'm excited for um you know, I'm looking forward to um, freestyling the Brighton Pier. Um, you know, I want to get round to doing that. And uh, the, the old one you're talking about? 
yeah yeah the yeah the the burnt out one i'm gonna try and do do that uh i i like kind of drew a crude frame out and dan upton has been designing that for ages which i'm really grateful for so i'm going to be playing as soon as i get that back i've got to make a jig and i'm going to be playing with the storm uh gimbal so i'm kind of looking forward to that i might not be i might actually be wanting to just die because i can't get the thing to work but um I'm sure you'll be so yeah like pucopter mark ii with uh with a, a gimbal i'm kind of looking forward to that and um working on inav with a wing you know so that's kind of they're my projects for next year basically that have kind of bled over from this year um better batteries maybe you know the ones from overlander i just got 10 of them yeah have you got the new ones though the... no they're, they're the 1600 are coming out mm. in february but i was so impressed with the one i got that i ordered 10 of them mm. um i'm the 1600s I'm... are going to be the same size of a 1300 milliamp hour and yeah. they're, they're much they're much smaller than the um graphings or the can i do that graphing yeah because they're not really graphing are they no who knows what they are but well, if they're, yeah, graphing, you... they're microscopic bits of graphing that no one can see painless what's your view on graphene have you given them a go yeah we use quite a few of them here i like them as they work brilliantly as batteries they're batteries i mean for me i'm not like you and Tony in that, you know, it, it's not a, I'm not an out and out racer. So I'm probably not pushing them as hard as some other people are, but I find them. Yeah, really good. But then anything with a decently high C rating all kind of perform well. Mm. But I tend to be one of those really yeah. old school pilots where I'm really anal about making sure that I never take more than about 75% out of the battery and that I always try and size batteries appropriately and things like that. So so I'm yeah. I'm probably not right at the raggedy edge where I'll see the real differences. Um uh uh FPV asks, uh, what do you think about the infinity graphene? I've got no idea what you're on about, dude. No, no idea. Do we and, believe uh, that there's graphene? in any of the graphings yeah switch to infinity gra graphene what uh 40 grams less weight i did fly it for 55 minutes plus and i really sagged it apparently hmm okay yeah i'm just looking at it now got people like banggood are flogging them infinity 4s yeah. graphene packs that's, that's interesting mad yeah um i don't know whether this is a thing because you would know more than me but i'm i'm kind of slightly interested of um spf4 you know the uh, S, uh f4 board yeah i'll send you the link to the series as it's coming along now um because yeah. we, we, we we've got one we've got two more videos to shoot one of them is actually going through the on-screen display the last video we did that's up in the series that will be out in January, but you can still find in the playlist actually shows what the on-screen display looks like. And it just, I mean, I was talking to you before Jack about it and it just, when I first fired it up and saw the on-screen display, I just started giggling because it just looked exactly like I wanted the minimum OSD to look the very first time I fired one up, um, you know, proper vector based yeah. graphics, sil silky smooth, 
looks awesome. Um, for the next video, I was going to be looking at the on-screen display because uh, it even uh, that's it's, it's some other cool stuff here as well. Do you know, like Team Black Sheep have introduced this extra special way that you can configure their uh, video transmitters and you can set the frequency, the band, and the power that they transmit on all through the um, the flight controller. Mm. Yeah. They've actually implemented that in their version of beta flight as well so there's some some quite cool stuff coming on um and then the last one is that they've also made it so and this is interesting for the inav stuff it's expandable so there's a little port on the top of this f4 board that you can snap daughter boards into and they've got one that's mm. a barometer um and then uh, they're not going to do a mag Atometer one because it's too close to all the electronics anyway but it means that if you just want to expand and add extra sensors in you just buy the little daughter board and snap it onto the top that's quite cool yeah, I th I th yeah some really really smart ideas so you can start off with something basic and then if you want to go mad and i nav then you know you can start snapping in all the all the rest of the bobbins wicked all right guys we're at time now so um yeah i'd like to thank everyone for uh for attending um yeah uh painless do you want to do you want to just read us our little marriage thing uh, and tony's got to say <laughs> i do no, you know i'm do not I... gonna say i do <laughs> yeah you gotta or i'm not ending the stream <laughs> yeah all right do you tony do you oh, 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 tony will you love him honor and obey him <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe we'll have to try again in the new year. Have, yeah. Merry, yeah. Merry Christmas, guys. Have a wonderful festive time yeah. and all the best for next year. Merry Christmas. No Merry Christmas. Right, I'm going to poke some holes in that boiler of yours in the back of the van now. <laughs> That's the last time I fix anything for you, you ungrateful vegan. <laughs> I was uh, just, just a quick little story, but we were talking about animals at the hospital and um, I was trying to explain to everyone how like Tony's like a friend of all the animals and you know, he loves, he loves all the animals and Tony's rescued this dog called Wally. And the only reason this dog is alive is because no one else wanted him. He attacked everyone. Gobshite dog hates everyone. The only reason this dog's alive is because of Tony. And even that dog hates Tony. So, <laughs> he actually does. No, he doesn't. Yeah. I'm the only so, one who can pick him up. But I have to do, yeah. it, do it like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's lovely. He's just been mistreated. <laughs> Totally like good. me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but mistreat you, Jack. Yeah. It's when you've got when you've been nice to him, he worries. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming on, Painless. You're my pleasure, Jack. Have a good one. Au revoir. Au revoir. Uh, happy, happy flying. Happy flying.